Hello, guys, and welcome to Behind the Bunker. It is uh, Monday night, whatever the hell week it is, whatever episode it is. It's a million weeks <laughs> of uh, quarantine live here, but uh, thank you guys for joining me. It uh, is going to be a special night tonight. We all were at home watching the paintball history documentary today, and now we want to chat about it, and it's uh, it's the six of us here. We have uh, Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. That's right, folks. So excited about reliving what I just experienced with the paintball documentary, and I appreciate everybody <laughs> joining us this <laughs> evening and some extra guests and panelists as well. Uh, uh, as always, folks, make sure you hit that like and share button so the world knows what's going on tonight as we talk about the complete history of paintball. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Joe Kimson from uh, Vietnam. I'm actually from the early days of paintball. I liked I, I liked the uh, history of paintball so much. I dug out my vintage tiger stripe uh, from the '80s, and I you know I thought I'd wear it on the uh, throwback show. Uh, yeah, and then we have uh, Matt Crypt in the bottom left corner. Space Bonnet. bar, <laughs> space bar. Matt, we can't hear you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Come on, Matt. You spend all your time pushing buttons and sliding sliders. Get on that spacebar, dude. Yeah, spacebar doesn't work on a Mac, apparently. So I'm excited about tonight to hear what Simon has to say, all the negative things about the movie. So Yeah, yeah the bad <laughs> side of him, the lack of makeup. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm ready for it all. And then we have Josh Subi Zabrikis. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, as Todd said, on week one million of quarantine time. <laughs> And uh, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. And as usual, please like and share the show. It does help. And know your friends. Let them know what you're doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to beat the dead horse, but I'm telling you, this quarantine is getting real long in the tooth. Speaking of long in the tooth, we have uh, Simon Stevens. Wow, that's a harsh introduction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it was my only segue. <laughs> I might have been around for a while, but I'm not too sure I'm that long in the tooth yet. Yeah. What exactly does long in the tooth mean? Does it mean old, old. or does it mean it means old. old? Yeah. Okay. Okay. People think uh, people in paintball have always thought I'm a lot older than I am, just because they've known me for so long. But I started really young, so I've just been around a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just look at Joe. Joe's actually 27. I, I wish I was Be 27. Being Boy, in paintball ages you. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> Being in, makes you. I think old. he's had that camo for 27 years. Um, I, what would it be? If this Joe hasn't like, washed that cam one 27 years. <laughs> I've washed it a couple times in water and I don't, this, I don't actually wear this one to play. I do have tiger stripe that I play in, but this is my Sunday going to meet in tiger stripe. It's got a lot of good color. If it's that old. All it's, temperature. It's, it's pretty old. I would wash it inside out and in, in just in water. And then I air dry it. So it doesn't. It, is that the secret trick to cleaning your painful stuff? That is the secret trick to uh, uh, washing my vintage camouflage. Yes. The only problem is if someone sees the inside of your camo, they see how faded it is, then you, you lose your credit there. But. You can probably. I have a brand spanking new set of this stuff, too. In the I had a garage. brand spanking new set of uh, the Predator camo, the Rhodesian Predator camo. Oh. I, and I turned up at OXCC to play at Brian Barnes Field, and he just made so much fun of me because everything I had was matching and brand new. He's like, look at the noob, look at the noob. <laughs> <laughs> And they made fun of you for that? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's Lots. where you just could have backed up a couple of steps into the forest and he would have just disappeared. <laughs> we were in the staging zone. It wasn't quite that easy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, welcome, Simon. Thank you for jumping on the show tonight. I know you probably have uh, other things better to do, like uh, stay in your house and maybe go to a different room or 
This this quarantine has been a little bit crazy, but um, we're lucky that the way our business is set up, that my machine shop's only about 60 feet from the house. Yeah. So we've been working pretty solidly, trying to just keep things going and keeping the keeping everything alive. Good for you. I envy you. <laughs> I envy all of you guys that actually can still work because like, it sounds horrible, but at least it gives you purpose. At least you can keep doing things like... I I I I can't organize my house anymore. I can't do like I can. Only, yeah, I'm watching my grass seed every day. That's my highlight of getting up in the morning. I just I just sowed some grass <laughs> yesterday, and it's about time to start seeing if it's sprouting. <laughs> yeah, very excited. This is old man talk, right? I now. was You're just like, gonna say. So speaking of old man talk, let's get right into the documentary. Simon, did you watch it today and fresh, or did you watch it uh, a couple of days ago? Uh, I watched it a couple of days ago. And then I bought it today with the sole intention of watching it again this afternoon and just ran out of time today. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I did watch it in full a couple of days ago. I did talk to John uh, briefly today. He didn't give any specifics on numbers, but the numbers he thought were pretty good. He was pretty excited awesome. about them. So um, that's, you know, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. And I know that. Uh, that's a good, good thing. Well, yeah. And I mean, to, to rally up anything in paintball and get numbers on it is a tough thing. So I'm glad that he's he put was... a huge amount of work into it as well. And you can see from actually watching the movie how much work's gone into this. Yeah. So it's glad that he's happy with the way the numbers are going. I'm glad somebody did it because I'm glad that we have that information now. I, I agree completely. Um, and we've been talking for years about the importance of actually capturing the history of paintball while a lot of us are still around because we're starting to lose some people, unfortunately. And everyone talked about it and it's a huge body of work. And then John actually stepped up to make it happen. And that is, that is huge. I think in many ways, this is the most important piece of me paintball media that's ever been done because it's just capturing so much important stuff. Yeah. Aside from any of our weekly shows, of course. Um, they come in a close second. <laughs> <laughs> close second. Yeah, that's why we didn't make the film because he just he didn't want to compete, right? Uh -huh. That's what I'm telling myself. So, so. so how can it be the complete paintball history <laughs> if you weren't in the film? <gasps> I believe this. John John told us um, the statistics. As long as it has 98 percent of of the of the data, then it's complete. So we we make up the point the two percent that didn't make it in. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you look really, really closely, Todd was in the film. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting on a chair in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Waiting for my interview, apparently. <laughs> ah, no, it's all good. We don't, I mean, there was far, far more important things to talk about than Behind the Bunker on, on, on a history documentary. I mean, there the, the, I bet you the half the things that made the cutting room floor are still more important than what we could Yeah, and, and I, I know that there's a bunch of cool stuff that made the floor. Um, it, it's just, it was such a huge body of work. I, I'm amazed he managed to put so much into the three hours. Yeah. Um, sure. But there's, there's so much that he captured that um, hopefully we'll get a little bit of a closer look at some of that later on in time as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and leading up to that, you were also in a number of, um, not, not exactly cutting room floor um, interviews, but uh, segments of what he chatted with you about uh, made its way prior to sort of the prequel to mm -hmm. uh, to the the unveiling. So I'm I was curious about how long he actually sat down with you and chatted with you about this because I suspect there's a lot more footage too that we're we're when, waiting to see. When I when I first met with John, he said he wanted to do ten or twenty minutes, and we were at uh, Living Legends, and I think we were in my trailer for about an hour and a half. Wow, and wow. then and then he came. <laughs> And then he came up on his way to see some other people in this area and yeah. stopped in at our offices for probably another two hours. Wow. So quite a long time. And you and were I'm chatting? Sure, were, you, 
Were you chatting the whole time or was he just having a body? No, absolutely. That's okay. <laughs> no, that, that was talking. I mean, there, there's a, a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of people talk to talk about. There's, there's so much. And I'm sure he did that with every single person that he interviewed. Yeah. He started off thinking this will take 20 or 30 minutes and it took, could easily have taken hours with every single person he talked to. But you, do you think he missed anything glaring? I, I think, I, I think the storyline of the of how paintball started was fantastic. I don't. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I, I mean, I know there's lots that could have been in, but I think, generally speaking, I think he nailed it. I think, you know, I think I think he did a fantastic job of the beginning of paintball and the beginning of a lot of things, which was really really important and the crucial parts of paintball history. He did a phenomenal job of presenting how those things came about. Um, I think it's extremely hard to tell everything that's happened in paintball through all of these different yeah. people's eyes in a three hour, in even a three hour movie. Well, it's but funny you he, say that. I think I'm... he did a great job of trying to capture all of the really important things that happened. Yeah. And it's funny you say that. So I'm going to put a graphic on the screen that you guys won't be able to see, but the people at home are watching can see it. Um, so it's uh, help keep paintball history alive. Basically new content is going to be added every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, more exclusives, more of the interviews, more everything. And all you need to do, guys, is go over to patreon.com slash paintballmedia and you can cool. uh, you can subscribe to that. And I can't remember what you said, guys. You can back me up. I think it was uh, like 7 bucks a month. Uh, $8 US a month uh, to subscribe okay. for all the other stuff that's going on behind okay. the scenes. Yeah. And if you want to go ahead and stream uh, the movie now, it is located at vimeo.com slash uh, on demand slash paintball history. There's the link on the screen right there for you guys as well. And it's also posted everywhere on my social media, flag Raiders, inceptions, all of us, we've all, we've all, you know, tagged it. So definitely go check it out if you haven't seen it already. And I want to talk about a couple things that are, that's in the movie that I, um, that I didn't know. And we didn't want to talk about it the other day before you guys all had a chance to see it. So not that these are spoiler alerts, but, we're going to openly talk about the movie, so if you haven't seen it yet, whatever. But, I mean, it's not like... Make sure you hit like and share before you tune yeah, out. Like share. <laughs> but it's not like... No, and this isn't going to like give away the movie or anything. But, there, but one of the things that I said to John the other day was, I didn't know that Oakley and Jones both had a paintball goggle. That blew my mind because I thought I knew all of the goggles from back in those days. The fact that Oakley came in and then stepped back out was actually quite a surprise to me. There was a few things in the movie that I didn't, Phil, I knew that was one of them that actually took me by surprise because a lot of people have talked about having Oakley and trying to get Oakley back into the game. Yeah, it's interesting that they tried and failed. Well, we talked about it on the show hundreds of times because we, we think it would be a great fit. But like, I'm glad that you didn't know that because yeah. I, I I didn't know Joe knew about Jones because he has a couple of pairs. But Oakley, that was a definitely I think I remember I, I, Joe, one of the early paintball magazines seeing Oakley in actually one of the ads. I think it's the same picture that, that John had. So I, I, I did know, but I actually have some Jones. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, SC Village. They were the first ones to introduce quote-unquote speedball. And that's what ruined the industry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that... that that was kind of a neat, like if you ever wanted to know how it all started, there you go. And then something else I thought was kind of cool is uh, listening to the guys talk about the Ironmen. My mm-hmm. team used how the how the name came about. That was fascinating. Yeah. I absolutely love that yeah. part of the movie. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that. Cool. 
No, no I didn't either. Yeah. Now, my teammates, we all used the G word as well. Like, we all mm-hmm. used. Everybody G- around the world does. That's right. And to find out that that started from the Ironmen calling green. Yeah, seriously. Green cool. one, green two. Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that Iron Man part was, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So I found a lot about that, about the whole documentary, that there were times where, I again, I was grinning like an idiot about the nostalgia factor and the cinematography of the story, but then just blown away with stuff I had no clue about. Uh, and I remember, Joe, um, even talking to your own Oakley rep uh, for the store uh, about, hey, you should get into paintball. And he's like, yeah, you know, we're looking into it, having no idea that they've already attempted this before, yeah. right? And I've got this brilliant idea that Oakley can revolutionize the sport. Just the, you, you know, oh, they've already it, tried it, that. It, might be something for them to look at now because when when they looked at it previous they they really had motocross and razor blades and blades and probably frog skins now that they've gone into like football visors hockey visors they're even making medical grade visors now it's probably not a stretch for them to you know look at paintball although the astam standards simon you you know all about what's involved in testing Mm -hmm. testing eyewear yeah, I I don't know how paintball tests compare to some of those other industries, but um, the ASM tests are all laid out and fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Now, Simon, for somebody who's been in the sport and really had his fingers in a bunch of the stuff to help move this forward, uh, what were some other big surprises for you in the in the documentary? Um, surprises. There were there were a few things that were very nostalgic. Surprises was the whole discussion of who did the autococking gun first. And the, and the information that came up with Bud and with Glenn Palmer, that was pretty fascinating. Um, I did not anticipate that. Um, and then I'm not too sure there was any major surprises. Did you um, jump the, the off part... your couch and yell, oh, I didn't see that coming? I did not see that coming. I, I, I knew that there was going to be something about it in the movie, but I didn't see that answer coming. That, and I don't want to give it away because that's absolutely a part of the movie that people need to watch and see. Yeah. Um, and then the the piece about the electronic guns, that was a big surprise because having grown up in England with WVP and those kind of things, we saw things very differently. Um, yeah. It was kind of amazing because some of the events that they talked about and some of the footage they had were actually events that I was at when I was young as well because I was at the first Hyperball event, which was just a mind-blowing event of its time put on by Jed Green from WDP. So that brought back a huge yeah. amount of memories. And isn't that interesting, just the conversation about how the Hyperball was first started? So, yeah, we just thought we'd grab some Hyperball and set something up. And yeah, yeah just Jed, so casual. Jed's, Jed's done a lot of amazing things in paintball. Um, and I think they could do a whole documentary just on WDP and Jed. Um, and that would be quite fascinating for a lot of us. Um, and then Lauren also, with, I was at the first ever Super Bowl event as well in Toulouse. And that was just an amazing thing. So seeing some of those stuff brought back a lot of memories and then really yeah. set home how important those people and those times in history were for everything that has followed on in the last 20 years. Actually more than that since. Ooh, 24 years since. Wow, time goes way too quick. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that I'm going to sign up for this Patreon as well. And I'm going to, I mean, I'm hoping that a lot of this stuff that missed the documentary, you know. I think there's going to be some great stuff there. We had a candid conversation with John after the fact of our interview the other day. And he alluded to some great stuff that's coming in that Mm -hmm. footage. So that in itself, just what he teased, which we're not at liberty to say, but it's it's well worth going going to sign up for that. So if any cliffhangers or anything was left 
unsaid in the documentary, most likely, or if even if they mentioned it, you might get more information about it shortly. So I think they did a, a good job of, of being an overall picture, but I'm sure there's a lot of details and a lot of fleshing out that can be done in those videos that he's going to be producing going forwards. That I think for those of us that are absolute history nerds, I think getting into the nitty gritty and the details of it is going yeah. to be absolutely fantastic. What about you guys? Was there anything that you guys saw in the documentary that you didn't know or something that kind of, yeah, kind of shook you? Um, I, I think some of the uh, Charles Gaines interview um, was was pretty neat. I, I didn't realize until talking to John after then I then I then I Wikipedia and, and Googled um, Charles Gaines a lot and found out he's an author. He actually invented bodybuilding uh, or, or the term bodybuilding. And he like like John said, he's a you know, he's written several books. He's a well-respected author, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't realize that I sort of knew the rest. And I knew it was, I knew the sport originated as a sort of a, a, a challenge between two cousins, one from the city and one, one from the country. So yeah. that, that kind of stuff was neat. Yeah. I think the way they tell the beginning and the amount of detail they have for the start of our sport and how much those initial people put into creating something spectacular and trying to get it out there. I think that is amazing. Yeah. And that was really well presented in the movie. And I think that that is uh, something that John's alluded to before. To actually know when your sport and your passion and something that's been a lifelong part of so many of us started and the details of it and everything that went into it and the people involved and the effort they put in in the early days, that's just amazing. Yeah, for sure. But some, something to, to think about, um, Charles was so connected with, with the media, newspaper publications, um, had had he been, had 12 or 10 normal people it may never have got any further got, wouldn't, wouldn't have got any win but he had like life involved yes. in people at Huge Sports support. Illustrated so the, yeah. the, the first the first game got such a push yeah. Yeah. all the stars aligned absolutely yeah. uh, for, awesome. for, for, for where do we right now and for me one of the aha uh -huh, not aha uh -huh, or just really surprise moments was uh, a certain politician's wife uh, who was courted to play and it eventually played too. I don't want to give too much away at this point, but yeah. uh, that's something I never would have considered, but I certainly think that certainly helped uh, push the sport to uh, mainstream, yeah, yeah. right? And getting obviously people like um, Jessica Sparks and people involved yeah. and getting that, that push to actually include women from the very beginning was was brilliant. Yeah. And a good thing, really good thing. Um, Devin Swartz in the live chat says uh, one thing he uh, learned that he thought was interesting was Hell Survivors has always had Tipman rental fleet for 30 plus years and counting. That says something for Tipman. I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty interesting. And then Redmond Magfed says the amount of women playing in the sport was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Gavin? Any sort of uh, what moments? Uh, no, no, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it all, eh? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, and clearly you were pushing some buttons. You missed what I just last said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to okay. read the chat for. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I, I think it's important that we that we get everybody that's watching watching us and that has seen the movie to make sure. Please, please share it because we're, we're, you know, I, I've been sharing it around our social media networks, and I, you know, we're getting some pushback. Oh, it's twelve dollars, or it's ten dollars, it's fourteen dollars. Why do I want to pay that? You want to pay this because it's awesome and it will help support the industry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And as John said, if he gets, you know, if they get a lot of eyes on this and he can show that to maybe a Netflix or a Hulu down the road, there might be some interest in him doing a project 
So that's cool. I mean, you know, I'm putting words into his mouth right now, but that's kind of what he was alluding to. Like, and and Tom Cole, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago as well, and he said, like, if we if there was more people that, you know, were were watching this and inter- interacting with with paintball in the media, it'd be a lot easier to get it into uh, mainstream. So just something food for thought, but that's a good point that Joe's making. We we all need to, you know, I see it all over my timeline, so I'm hoping everyone else is seeing it. But if you're not, you really need to start pushing that. Yeah, so, so we talk about paintball strong or grow the sport. This is an exceptional way to do absolutely. so. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and I didn't know this was sort of the conversations we had with John after the fact. And John or uh, Todd, you alluded to the fact that the more hype and the more that we can get behind this particular project, the more likely it is to go onto a streaming platform, right? Because they want to see yeah. sort of the backing behind it. So if you want to grow the sport, if you want paintball strong for this particular season, I think this is a really good way, an easy way. Uh, one, you get your own entertainment by watching the history of paintball. Uh, but two, we let other people who may be in, interested in investing in this particular sport uh, to see the kind of um, community that we actually have and that we're going to support stuff like this. Yeah. And the best way to do that is take those posts and share it. Share, yeah. share, share. Yeah. That's what makes it happen. Something else that I didn't, I, I guess I kind of knew because I've seen the footage before, but it never really dawned on me. And we always talk about how paintball was at Disney and we used to, you know, NXL or not NXL, PSP was there and it was on Wide World of Sports property. But I didn't realize and put two and two together, but it was actually on Disney where they had a, a paintball played, game. Yes. And yeah. I, I, I rewatched that in the movie and I went, I knew that because I've seen that footage, but it never really dawned on me. But uh, with hindsight, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And, and it's hard to think that yeah. that would ever happen again. Yeah. Like right now, I don't think they'd ever do that. But doing it back then was just cool as can be. And how did they and get away day, with that? And on that day, it was the absolute happiest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> and you could get, you know, it made watching Speedball worthwhile. You could get you could get a Heineken and have a smoked chicken leg or turkey, <laughs> turkey drumstick. Leg. It yeah, couldn't yeah. be turkey. anything better than that. But how turkey did they get sticks. away with it? Did they, like I saw a mesh between the spectators and stuff, but were they in a park that they were dismantling like i don't know no, the history i believe behind it was it. part of disney they they roped yeah. off and they netted off part of the ends and then they actually played on part of disney i believe wow wow yeah how Amazing. fast would they have cleaned that afterwards well it wasn't quite so much paint shot back then i mean you you watch the games get played out it didn't make as much of a mess as a, yeah. a modern game would have done but well, yeah i'm sure and pretty. i think they have staff they have one or two people around so yeah they have some people in uniforms <laughs> yeah one of the things that uh there's a comment in the live chat someone that uh was ag- agitated that they missed in the documentary was um, someone named dion is asking why didn't they talk about the origin of knee slides and serving tea <laughs> <laughs> that's there, what i'd like to know yeah there was there was a some, something posted up the other day about who invented the knee slide or who made it famous first but i can't remember who yeah. it was i know um jc whitting was one of the greatest people serving tea but correct me if i'm wrong but lasoya was one of the first to sort of run and gun the he superman would, dive too yeah i think i think the kids on dynasty were the first real run and gunners Lasoya was the first absolute break people apart by running down the middle of the field but running and gunning and shooting people out while they were running that was the the dynasty dynasty however you want to say it kids they were the ones that really made that happen they they transformed the way that paintball was played dynasty as a team absolutely transformed tournament paintball it's why they were so phenomenal for so long yeah yeah they're still great in their in all their rights however there's there's a lot of really good talent out there right now can't call them kids anymore no it's a little strange no they're all growing um, up with their own kids yeah they have kids <laughs> <laughs> do you guys remember here's a quick trivia question because i have it written down that's why i sound smart who was the first person to uh win 
the first game of paintball. Oh, Canadian team, Toronto based. No, I guess I'm talking very oh, first the individual. Individual in the very first. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the guy. Who yeah. Richie White is the name is I wrote it, down. I was going to say Barry White. I'm like, <laughs> where well, You from? do like the slither of those sexy snakes. The uh, yeah. So he he apparently, as John said, never shot his never shot his gun. Yeah. That's interesting. Was the game about that game wasn't about shooting your gun. That game was about surviving. Yeah. And he used a different set of skills to win that game. Yeah. It seems like we're coming full circle now with the resurgence of mechanical, right? People don't want to. Uh, oh no, we I still mean, want to shoot each other. Well, no, you want to shoot, shoot each other, but you uh, you certainly don't want to do it um, with the help of technology. You want to do it uh, mechanically, right? So, I don't uh, know. I, th- I think there's still a definitive. The game is now about shooting people, yeah. compared to then it was about evading. Um, Lisa Weber in the chat. Uh, I want to read this comment before we go too far. She says the area that they played at Disney was where they had the Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that would be what Universal Studios. But that area now is no longer what it is. The Muppets Theater is still there, but all around it is now the Star Wars, the new Star Wars land. So that's that is true. Yeah, yeah, because they got rid I really of. En- yeah, I really enjoy Disney talk. It's great. <laughs> If you go and play at Star Wars, does everybody miss like the uh, <laughs> stormtroopers? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else did I have here down? Um, yeah, I, I I didn't realize that the governor's wife we talked about this before had played in the actual second game. Um, didn't she win? I didn't spoil that, by the way. You did. Why? <laughs> I hinted at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean that's it for my highlights, but I not highlights, but things that I was not aware of. But that again, I, it was a little. If you're looking for an action adventure movie, this is not for you. But if you want to, like, if you enjoy watching a documentary and you want to learn the there's history a lot of everything, of, there's a lot of fact. Yeah, but I would I would also disagree with you, Todd. Yeah, I thought it was action packed. I thought there was a lot of scenes that were uh, were quite exceptional and got your heart pumping a little bit. So. Uh, I think it's a little bit for everybody, um, whether you are new to the sport or you uh, are a longtime player as well. I think it, uh, it'll it certainly scratch that itch for you. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there a good amount of tournament stuff. One of the things that was definitely interesting was the uh, Avalanche story. I thought that was... Uh, yeah, I wanted more. Maybe I we'll see more I of it. There, I think there needs to be more. I think there needs to be more. There, apparently more more is, is coming. There's going to be... Um, a redo, a redo, or an editor's cut that's like five hours long, and it's going to have some of the other stuff, including when the Huey, Huey sits on the ground in the in the monsoon, just like in Apocalypse Now. So, um, that that will that's that will come out at some point, a five hour long director's cut version. So, that's cool. One of one of the like Gavin said, one of the parts in that was the very, and I still remember watching it on TV in the eighties, early eighties, is that that nightline with Ted Koppel where they went and they showed like the first big game and them running through in the helicopters and he talks about um, Knott's Berry Farm and Mickey's Jihad, the Disney people, and they all played. I I still remember that and it was awesome because that that really teleported paintball into into the mainstream like if you can imagine you know if you could watch anderson cooper right now on cnn or something talking about paintball that every millions of people would see it at at one time so it's kind of kind of the thing yeah yeah um someone says uh hi chaps from england 
Cool. Who's that? Ann Stevens. Do you know such a person? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be like four in the morning. Over I think there. I might be related. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite that late, but she does like to uh, stay up and watch. But you know what? With all the Hi, highlights of your, Hi, mom. but all the highlights of your career, Simon. I mean, it's still nice to see that you write home and say, "Hey, make sure you get in front of the telly. I'm going to be on behind the bunker tonight." <laughs> Every because everybody's in lockdown. Every morning we um we wake up and we video chat with my mum for an hour and she sees the kids and we do breakfast together kind of thing it's her lunch and so oh. one of the things she said to me this morning was that she would be watching tonight nice is this on bbc one or bbc two <laughs> <laughs> bbc ocho <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's good uh rick chart in the live chat says uh, i know deborah was around a long time uh but she goes back to basically the very beginning of paintball where is deborah yeah. these days i don't know yeah, they, they still they still have a field out there, don't they? Don't they have Pittsburgh, they have a, Three uh, yeah, Rivers Paintball River. or something in, in outside of so. Pittsburgh, with, where where um, Cranberry is? Yep. Where I used to have the IAO. That was That's some it. fun times. I wonder if she would be uh, someone wanting to come on the show and chat. She'd be an interesting try. Uh, it. She, yeah, she yeah. shared one of my posts and commented on it, so I can try to reach out to her. To see, Would you? Uh, to her, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Not right now. We're on the. Uh, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. sit back down. <laughs> Unsend. Delete posts. Oh. Um, Ashley in the live chat, uh, Mr. Hidden Hedgehog says, Do you guys think uh, after the lockdown, it could spawn some of the biggest games in paintball in 2021? Not in 2020. I think there's going to be enough competition going on that everything's just going to be saturated and and a, wor a, a year's worth of games is going to be clumped into six months but i think for 2021 I, I still think everyone when this is done is going to go back to old habits like it's one you know i i mean people are still going to go to concerts people are still going to do stuff people are still going to go i mean josh brought up a good point you know uh you know what was that that ship that got infected uh many years ago and all these other things people don't like people forget about stuff I don't know. I, that's and it, and I, that's my be, optimistic thinking, anyways. And it will be thirty years, so we need like a thirty-year. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a forty, 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Forty years. Yeah. Forty-year uh, anniversary. Yeah. So I I don't know. I whatever. We can all yeah. We can all talk we about the future, hope, but none of us can. Yeah. Get an anniversary game together. Yeah. So for forty years, I mean, I don't know. We we got a couple ideas, but I mean. I don't know. You think you think there might be some super mega game, or you think there might be something under under wraps? Do you think it'd be cool if something happened to celebrate? Yeah, the I, I will say that the industry's really come together during this quarantine time. The whole, you paintball know, strong. paintball strong is translated yep. through all manufacturers and and all the players. So that's been really good. This documentary is fairly Switzerland. I I I, I don't see why the industry wouldn't push it either. Um, no, definitely. Yeah. So this is a good time. This is a good time for paintball right now. We're doing we're doing well for for the sport as far as you know. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously some difficulties going on because of what's happening with the uh, quarantines, but um, in terms of the industry and the documentary and actually pulling together to try and make the best of the situation and prepare us for coming out the other side, yeah. I think things are. Let, let's talk about a big game. Let's say that let's say someone gets it in their head that there's going to be a super massive big game or an event. Right. Um, forget tournament. Let's talk scenario right now. What field or like living legends back in the day in Chicago? I'll give you this example. If they had a thousand more players, the, th the, the game would just stalemate. The field was not big enough no. where, you know, and Super Games, an awesome venue in Oregon. But if they had another thousand people, 
it would it would be a hard sell there. Like what location or what venue could you even put together a proper scenario game? Skirmish is the place that would you if you're talking really huge numbers, skirmish. I guess so. And that would almost kind of be origin. Huge numbers is skirmish. They're, they're, yeah. They are the field that handles the largest numbers the best. Yeah. Um, there they, are some they, other great fields though, but they would be for the largest game, they would be good. And they've been around. They're one of they're the one of the oldest fields in existence anyway, mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, and they're so. they're a phenomenal facility. Yeah. Well, maybe we uh maybe we reach out to them and say, Hey, <laughs> what do you think? We have an idea you probably never yeah. thought about. We have an idea. It's up to you to run with it. This is just our idea and we want credit for it. But here's uh here's what we're thinking. There is uh they do have that invasion of Normandy game. I'm not quite sure how we're gonna what's gonna happen with the schedule this year. But that last year I think they had nearly four thousand or just over four thousand players. Wow. Wow. That's a hell of an event. And some of the statistics on the European games, like the Russian game, that's mm. not the largest, never, but never been, but I really want to go to I, that. Yeah, I, I I follow those guys on Facebook and I gotta I, I it won't be this year, but I gotta get there. Those guys, and even um, even in Germany, there's a couple of fields too that are fantastic. Um, and France has a great field, Vickering. There's there's quite a few fields in Europe that are pretty impressive. Yeah, do a paintball tour. We could go all around Europe. National paintball fields in England. Yeah, there you go. Sp where where Hyperball started, Jed Green's field. That's an amazing place. Sponsored in full by Inception Designs. <laughs> if you I put wish. BTB in the promo code, you get ten percent off. You do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant to say, uh, yeah, I meant to tell you this. Uh, uh, someone that we, one of our regular viewers, bought a uh, something from you not too long ago. Cool. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, as well as Matt, Matt did as well, and he's had so much opportunity to play with that since the quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I. Yeah, Billy Keats Ion already has four thousand players. Yeah, we. That's good. Uh, and Eric Engler's up to go to Europe. If anyone wants to go, I've got a, I've got a few good friends that want to do a Europe trip, and uh, that would be a good time. I'd love to take people back and show them around. There you go. That's the next business for paintball is uh, paintball tours, charters. Yeah, paintball charters. <laughs> you know. Charters are all loading up. And I'm curious where I can get the best beans and mushrooms and toast for breakfast. <laughs> a local greasy spoon. Don't get it from the airport. <sighs> My breakfast tour. That was that. It was that amazing was awesome. how many. It was I amazing how many people I, I could that. get to comment <laughs> on breakfast. But I, I will, England. I will tell you that some of your breakfasts. I hope you left some on your plate. Never. Oh man, I couldn't eat that for dinner if I didn't eat anything all day. Not, that was an awful a, lot of food. Case of leaving anything. No. Oh, Jesus. But Very so, impressive, Simon. But sadly, Simon, I tuned in. I'm like, ooh, is he going to get the meal that he's always wanted? Is he going to be back home? Every day I tuned into you eating your breakfast. Much like it, Joe with his oatmeal commentary. Like, every day I'm tuning in. It was wonderful, Simon. Absolutely I was trying wonderful. to make you. I was trying to make a little bit of light of a, a very serious situation and bring a bit more of awareness to um, being a donor. Sure. So, um, but the, the most reactions I got out of anything I did from going back to Europe were my breakfast. So yeah. those became the star point of the uh, return tour. Yeah. Breakfast for us at our house seems to be a big winner these days because normally it's a big endeavor and it's a lot of cleanup and it's a lot of work, but it's also something to do. Yeah. <laughs> so pancakes and bacon and scrambled eggs and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh 
I've noticed my pants um, shrinking in the wash a little bit. <laughs> right? Yeah, so quarantine. I'm like, oh wow. Uh, so, Tom, yeah. Back to the uh, the paintball history movie. What was your favorite part of the movie? You're asking everybody else. Good for you, Simon. Oh it's yeah, like bring it back. He just wants to and... douse himself in whatever grog he's drinking there. <laughs> this is actually just water. Yeah. Tonight. Um, to be honest with you, the the history was great. I think I relished or or enjoyed the part most about. Um, the economics of the sport, of how you know these that you know we had the first survival game, and then we had uh, 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 what's those guys from Perlmutter and uh, all, all Freeman. the Freeman and all these guys starting their own. I mean, I thought that was brilliant. I thought I think yes. the guys for national uh, were, were keeping everything on the table. I think why not outsource you know water soluble paintballs, and why not get a different manufactured paintball instead of living jeff, with one like jeff and dave did a huge amount in this industry that a lot of people didn't know or didn't recognize and they were absolutely instrumental in so much of a, of commercialization of actually bringing this up to the masses um and a lot of that has been kind of overlooked because people are too into some of the other people that were more egos or more confrontational whereas jeff and dave just got on and made things happen yeah uh, and they were I, it's really good that they actually put a good part of focus of the movie onto them yep. because they play such an important part in our history but i think without them with national survival guide they would have continued but they would have floundered i think with coming up with everything else that they did that's what that's that's they, what they yeah. were entrepreneurs innovators businessmen and yeah. it was absolutely what was needed and it was crucial to the development of paintball it yeah. was huge yeah so it's kind of one of those things i i think i enjoyed that part the best and just just the whole it was kind of an upswing in the whole in the, you know as paintball was increasing and the numbers were increasing they didn't really talk about you know the downswing in the last couple of years but it, it it's a it it left me very pumped and stoked about our sport um and i love seeing a lot of the footage from like the world cups and the psps you know some of the world some of that stuff brings back recollection like when they showed the national uh representation at psp where they walked like what seemed to be two blocks because you had empire and jt and everything that was under that umbrella maybe not jt but every everybody that was under that umbrella spider had huge representation back then they were huge Right. Yes, and I remember going was. to those events like NXL World Cup is a great venue, but there's nothing like PSP back when paintball was paintball. Back when it was the uh, 10 man with I think it was 12 10 man fields in the cow pastures yeah. with the vendor layout. And it literally was miles to walk around the event. Yeah. Those days were just astounding. Yeah. And it was such a spectacular and it was so amazing. And the and vendors then- were just Oh, I, yeah, I remember was, one of the last was... years of PSP kind of and, and Joe and I would walk down one row that had just 10 by 10 tenths and it was huge. Oh, it must have been t- 20 or 30 of them. The wide world of sports. Yeah. That was at Disney. Yeah. And yeah. they were all just one off vendors, guys who make specific mm-hmm. widgets or whatever. And it was so good to see all these fledgling companies trying to make a go of it. Now you don't see that, unfortunately, because, you know, it, it is so what much. it is. But uh you, you see a little bit more of that at uh, some of the, the scenario games like Ion. Ion super makes games. Super games like that. Yeah, yeah. super games like that as well. Yeah. They make it more accessible for some of the smaller companies to turn up and uh, to, to do the little 10 by 10s and, and tout themselves. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Which we much needed uh, moving forward for this year and next year as well, right? To, uh, it, it, 
be nice to try and help grow all levels of the sport, including the manufacturers as well as the the, the players and the the fields. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, but the manufacturers, I mean, they're the last couple of years they're trying. You know, when we go to paintball extravaganza, they're coming up with ideas with us and they're trying to do things like putting out those generic videos that everyone can like and share and, uh, you know, all these other initiatives, uh, you know, generic websites that aren't branded to anybody but to direct people to field. These are all things that the industry has done really well. And um, over the last couple of years, everybody's really trying. Um, and I know we have a lot of competition and, and our sport now has it more than, than, than ever before, but we're finally now picking up our socks and, and speaking for ourselves out there in the promotional world. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, It'd be interesting to see what comes out of quarantine of all these people with all this spare time on their hands. I think a lot of that's going to depend on how people are doing after the economy. Yeah. There'll be a lot of um, personal and um, professional recovery um, and rebuilding your house, uh, getting things in order. Um, But I suspect that the local fields will do a little bit better than um, sort of the larger venues, right? Because people want to keep things close to home, right? Yeah, and and it might be a little while before we're allowed to have big gatherings of people. So you'll, you'll see a lot more smaller things and hopefully that'll feed lots of little fields and feed... Yeah, feed up sure. that way until we can get to the point yeah. where we're having thousands of people in one place again. I think yeah. that's yep. going to be a little while. I think it's going to be back, back the roots. Yeah. yeah, longer days and smaller groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah, groups of nine or groups of ten, and with their own referee on their own separate field or something. It'll be interesting to see how how things unfold. But we really have to wait and see what you know what the government and public health are are saying how how it's going to unfold. I mean, but one you thing, know what? If golf courses are allowed to be open now, maybe paintball fields too. One thing that, that I mean, obviously, this is the, the movie title is the complete history, but this is history in paintball right now as well. And I think there'll be more stories to tell about what's happened through this period of time as we move forward. Yeah. And and some companies may have a harder time making it. Some hopefully will make it very well, and hopefully we'll do. Um, and then we see what happens to the games and things come back. Yeah. But there's more history to come in paintball. Do you think more people will remember this or where they were when they watched the uh, white Bronco being chased? I think this is going to have way more impact on so many people's lives that is ongoing for not an insignificant period of time, yeah. that this is going to be something we talk about in history pretty regularly. And I think uh, it's not a one-off event like watching a Bronco chase or a court thing. Uh, We're all living this in now uh, week five. Uh, So I think it's going to, in a positive spin, it's going to rearrange or realign our values for community, for uh, camaraderie and partnership. Uh, We're going to really celebrate the friendships that we have. And I think no better way to do that, no better way to do that uh, is through an activity like paintball where we can all compete together. Uh, yep. both the, the opposition uh, and your teammates. And at the end of the day, uh, social distancing rules apply or don't apply and you're hugging it out, right? Because I think people just want to celebrate life again mm-hmm. and they're going to do so in a new and exuberant way. I think paintball is a great way. It's, it's been pretty amazing how many uh, Zoom type chats and people are getting together and just getting their groups of friends yeah. or groups of like-minded people together. Normally we would have been doing it at events and seeing people in person. But there's been a lot of Zoom chats and, and that's been yeah. pretty cool to see actually. There's, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie going on. And wow. people are now going to fully appreciate um, the human experience as well, right? Yeah. Being deprived of yeah. that. Uh, so Zoom chats are a great way to fill that void. But I think once the world is back to quasi-normal, 
I think people are going to truly, fully appreciate uh, the, yeah. the the joy and the, the majesty of being around other people. There's a lot of people talking about the next time they're going to get to play paintball and already organizing it with the right group of friends and how That's much great. fun that's going to be and what they're that's going to great. do. And we just need it to be able to happen safely and just yeah. get to that point in time as soon as and safely as possible yeah and go, going to your point there gavin i don't know if it's because we're locked in quarantine and when we finally see another human being outside of our house it's exciting and we're more friendly but i feel that everybody is everybody when i walk in my block a lot of people i'm not see i've never seen before because everyone's just out watering aimlessly so neighbors from you know several blocks over and everybody's just happy to see each other they're smiling everybody no matter who it is it's like you're driving a jeep and another jeep drives by they all wave you know you nod you you kind of give the you know whatever and if you're walking down the same side of the sidewalk you know it's kind of who gets to be the first person to walk on the road or walk up onto the on the laneway so they can walk by and have 20 feet you know, I suspect 2021 will be the year of the awkward hug. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to touch you. Gavin's just pushing hugs tonight. It's kind of weird. Are you too lonely, Gavin? I'm a little lonely. <laughs> Jeez. I may screenshot this and hug the monitor later, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, you remember the person that or the people that are suffering the most are the single people right now. They can't mix and mingle. Yeah. I just thought I'd leave that quiet for you, Gavin. Aww. Yeah, it's a little, little, little awkward and uncomfortable. And, you know, frankly, it's painful too, but thank you. How many that. Zoom dates are people going on? Is that a thing? It is now. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought we we're on a date right now. Is this what's going on? <laughs> or we're talking about the complete history of paintball that yeah, I don't know yeah. how the hell we got down here. But. I don't either. I don't either. The bottom line is you guys need to go watch it if you haven't already. Invest the time, sit down and watch it. And because you're streaming, you don't necessarily have to watch all three hours in one you know, one sitting, you can come back it's to quite it. quite a lot to watch in one sitting. Yeah, I, broke it I mean, Josh it. watched his in, in segments. and Did you guys really? Well, I understand, Josh, sure. with, your, uh, yeah. with your added stresses going on in your household. But yeah. uh, for me, I sat down for the full 251, whatever it was. And Good I for you. Even real- yeah, I didn't you even don't have kids, do you? You so don't you have kids. You get to sit down? <laughs> I do, I do. Well, I mean, I, I have a teen at home, but I mean, she's self-sufficient. But yeah. I sat down for like uh, close to the three hours, and I didn't realize it. Uh, until uh, until the credits started rolling. Yeah. Um, so, That's awesome. Yeah, it's for, me, for lunch. Yeah, it, it, I, yeah I, I worked my way through it, and it was great. How do you do? I, I, I forty minutes, and you've got my attention. After that, I get fidgety. I want to do something else. Well, I want to move, right? Meds, okay? Take yeah. your meds so that's what I did. Like I, I broke it up, but I also had to make lunch for the kids and I had to entertain yeah. my kids, stuff like that. So, I mean, it, it was hard to get through in a day, but I, but I did it. And it was like, I was fighting to get back to the computer. Not that I was having a hard yeah. time watching it, but. Uh, there, there were parts that you didn't want to walk away. You want to know what was happening. Yeah. And you want to see the answers and, and see it through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the sniper event. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. There, get needs, a... there needs to be more interviews around that event. Yeah. Oh, there, and I, and he I, said I, there's. He said there's more footage actually that didn't make it. Oh, yeah. Just having having spoken directly to people that were involved in that event, there's a little bit more there. I think. Yeah. Apparently, there was GoPro footage from the sniper's vantage. Bruder film. Yeah, camera. <laughs> yeah. Didn't it hit his rib and then go up to the left? It ricocheted. It was one magical loogie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We've got a Again, Seinfeld reference in. Yeah. But those who haven't seen it, um, 
please, please, please watch it. Yeah. Um, so if you hadn't read about it before, um, this explains a little bit about it. But I think, Todd, what you're hinting at now, Simon, you, you agreed, is that this will be um, unpacked a little bit more uh, with future footage coming out because it was far more significant um, event within paintball and tournament paintball, how it changed everything too, yeah. um, that they really need to go a little deeper yeah. than uh, that they were able to. In the well, Richard it's Nott amazing is, because, sorry. sorry, Richard Nott is asking for a sequel, um, which I, I think, well, maybe not a sequel, but there's certainly going to be extra information. Uh, Lee Williams says, smoke weed and stay on the couch and watch it. You'll be fine. Uh, and the Lisa, the Lisa Weaver's family, they watched it from start to finish. So good for you guys. So what do they think? What did the uh, what do people think those that have seen it? Uh, yeah, what did Team Tags think of it? Yeah, it'll take them twenty seconds to it'll, reply. It, it'll be a second in the uh, the chat as we have a delay. But I want to uh, hear what everybody else's opinion. Yeah, let's everything, not... everything I've seen so far while we're waiting for that to load, um, it's all been ridiculously positive. Like I have awesome. not heard any negative complaints. Uh, any uh, any naysayers to it? Everybody has been blown away by this. So let's uh, let's well, wait, take a look at what's going on in our chat. Todd was, or, sorry, Joe was yawning and sleeping through all of it because his face wasn't on the documentary. But. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about it. But you know you know what else uh, that was talked a fair amount that we haven't discussed this was how much um, impact Skyball actually made yeah. on, on the history. It, it really, <laughs> you know, it really um, yeah, let's talk brought about paintball into the mainstream as well. I, I, I went to two Skyballs. I think I did two Skybulls, and they may have been the worst organized events I've ever attended in my life. Yeah. And the most spectacular at the same time. I played with the Warpig factory team, and it's kind of funny because there's actually a picture of me in the documentary with Bill and Dawn Mills, the first time I ever met them, on the couch at Tom Kay's house. I believe that photo was taken. Jeez. Um, and I was playing uh, Skyball with the Warpig factory team. And our first game was at 7 a.m. And it's the one where they completely messed up the roster and no idea when people were going to be playing. Our last game, we played at 5 to midnight. Wow. And so we never had more than 15 minutes notice we were going to be playing. We were up for 7 a.m. in the morning. Oh. And then last game was at 5 to midnight. And it was horrific. Jeez. Horrific. Yeah. But it was amazing at the same time. Yeah. I've got a real love-hate relationship or thing going on with Skyball. So for me, with with Skyball, one of the greatest things was a uh, the venue was fantastic. Oh, amazing! The, the idea yes. to be at the at the Sky at the time, uh, but I was eating um, at the Hard Rock Cafe. How was it? Right, H having a beverage, having food, and then looking at the sport I love being played Wasn't that simultaneously. Brilliant? And I'm like, this is what our sport needed, right? And that thought, was cool as can yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in that cafe, looking out over the wind the windows over the event playing was amazing. And the venue, there is no venue like that that paintball's ever been in and i don't think we ever will again so from on those levels yes it was absolutely astounding yeah. um do you want to see how fast i can get matt to shake his head uh -oh. should i put the zoom link in the live chat no, god no don't <laughs> <laughs> you're not producer matt tonight <laughs> that's exactly it i just wanted to get his reaction <laughs> Push all the buttons you want at home, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> do nothing. I, I gave Matt a, a panel of fake buttons that he's aggravatingly pushing right now. <laughs> so he feels better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, thank you for asking, Todd. I was going to say my favorite thing about the film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am... Um... I've only been around the game for about 20 years now. I was aware of some of these incidences and um, and landmarks, but 
I haven't done much um, history involved. I haven't done much research, but this film definitely filled in a lot of gaps for me, like with the first game and hearing about Camille and um, the uh, Smart Parts lawsuit and all of that fun stuff. I mean, there's so many holes that were filled. Um, and yeah, I was just really, uh, really. Bang. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> hey, here's an interesting uh, quip as well. Rick Chard says, I was a vendor at Skyball and smuggled in product by train uh, across the border, holding my breath as customs pawned through my bags. Did you remember um, uh, Rennick used to have a, a Canadians hate us sale because one time they tried to bring through to stuff to, through to Skyball, got stopped. So yeah. instead, he would never go again, and he used to have a sale. Canada hates a sale. Oh, that's funny. Uh, was that Bad Boys Toys? or Yeah, Bad Boys yeah. Toys. Yeah. We stumbled across that, didn't we, when we went to we Chicago? I, I think we did, yeah. yeah. And he was actually in the shop chatting with people, not us, yeah. because we were just nobodies. But uh, we, yeah, we, we yeah. popped in there. We made a pilgrimage down to uh, Challenge Park to go play it. Uh, some of our, our friends and people that work at the field so that we can kind of get a taste of what else is out there and one of the mm-hmm. best parks at the time back then. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we went there, and then I guess we, I don't know how it worked out, but then we ended up just randomly driving past it, didn't we, and stop? I think we, so, We yeah. did, and we uh, we popped into whatever store it was, and uh, Forrest yeah, Griffin was there. Oh, and, uh, no, yeah. no, no, not, not with uh, Rennick. Uh, that was uh, stop number two, but Forrest was there when he was still alive, and we had a chat oh, with him. CPX? And, yeah. 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 So but his was, store uh, was off off park at that point mm-hmm. but yeah uh, so, so yeah. he was no longer attached to uh the cpx and he was just doing the uh, the retail shop at the time but he had a lot of stories to share about how all that yeah how that all sort of transpired and just his involvement so that was for for a young kid at the time getting into the sport it was really neat to uh to touch base with him yeah, that, that's it. something that would yeah. be worth telling the history of as well yeah, that yeah. Whole park. there's a lot of it there's a lot of history and they alluded to and they touched on some of it with um brass eagle but I think um, Brassigal and uh, Aldo Perone, uh, an absolute visionary as well. I think there's a lot more that could be told on that as well. Aldo achieved a huge amount in paintball, yeah, and a lot of a lot of um, innovation as well. He's finally out of paintball. Mm-hmm. Gino still works. Gino still yep. works for. Gino um, still works. Gino's yeah. still involved. Yeah. yeah no, but wasn't Aldo doing paintball? Not how long was it? Five years ago. Aldo? Well, he had, well, Aldo, Aldo started Brass Eagle, then he yeah. sold Brass Eagle, then he started XO, and XO. then he sold XO, and yeah. then, then he was, then he was out of it. Yeah, they but how long ago was XO with him, though? Pardon? How long ago was he still working with XO? Like, that would have been He sold, five... he sold XO, it would be a little bit more than five years. I, believe it or not, I've, I've been out of key for seven years, and it was before I left that he sold it. Wow. Okay, so and then okay. Gino had a uh, Champions Paintball Supply, uh, yeah, and then the dark, the dark good so after Brad, yeah. 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 I used to like I told the story lots of times, but I used to go down to buy my paint from um, Gino. I mean, from Aldo at his house in Mississauga, and I'd be buying paint, and, and Gino was behind the counter assembling brass nightmares that. It was just cra- it was crazy if you think till his fingers it. hurt. Till his fingers I hurt. Go to Uncle Gino, please, <laughs> Uncle Aldo, please make me stop. The uh, Brass Eagle Poison was the first semi-automatic paintball gun I ever saw. It didn't work. You know, we went. No. To, we went. The to guy play. rebuilt it for every single game. Started playing with it, and then had to rebuild it to be able to play Jeez. the next game with it. Uh, we went to um, play a big game at RLD. Um, 
when the 68 special just came out and I had one of two 68 specials, I think in Canada that we got and the, the home team from RLD was sponsored, was called the Terminators. And they, they were, they had these brand new um, brass Eagle semi-automatics and, and they came and they would just, they wouldn't work. And we were shooting people at these 68 specials. It was amazing times. 68 special might've been the longest semi-automatic gun ever made. But they worked, and they were fun. Yes. I love the fact that it was two guns hacked apart and then bolted back together kind of thing. It's really, really cool. It was a cool gun. Jeez. I, was. I There was a lot of mention of Palmer in the movie as well. I kind of wanted a little more there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even Bud Orr. Like, there was a little bit there, but I don't uh, know. I think, again, th- there's so much to put into a movie. Yeah it's hard to do justice to all of those people and to keep a movie on on any sort of a reasonable timeline. Yeah. And, and obviously three hours is a pretty significant yeah. timeline. I think when you start getting into some of those people you and actually want to tell the details and the history of those people, you you almost have to do a, a movie just on the technology yeah, and a movie on tournaments and to be able to do that because there, there's just too much to fit into one. Yeah. But the great thing is it gives enough of a teaser that people can do their own research and or reach out to the people who are still alive and connected to social media like Facebook, right? So you can uh, yeah. you can ask your or you can answer your own questions and uh, and do your own research. But this is a great a great start to the first forty years yeah. of our of our game. But if but that, but, but that if, is one of the things. Sorry, no, it's a bit that of, is one of the. You go ahead. I was going to say that is one of the things that was amazing about event like living legends and getting somebody like there is nobody in paintball that isn't one of those people from history that doesn't love talking about paintball. So like you can get Dan Colby at a paintball event and you can talk to him for paintball for as long as he'll put up with you and he'll love doing it. And he is an amazing individual and Bador is exactly the same. And any of these guys that are the history of paintball, you can come to an event, you can see them. A lot of them still work in events and you can hang out and you can talk to them and you will hear stories and stories and stories and just the living legends that just passed a very good friend of mine lane wright came to the event we hung out there was a horrendous rainstorm we're underneath a tent we're talking for three hours telling stories and there were things i learned about a very good friend of mine that i didn't know before and we just talked paintball for three hours and there are so many opportunities if you really want to learn more come to an event talk to the people hang out ask questions there isn't a single person I know that's part of paintball history that isn't very willing to talk your ear off and talk paintball. Yeah. Well, look at us, five jackasses. We're here every week. And- <laughs> we, we talk about paintball. Some, something else, um, Gramps and Grizzly, um, they talked about, they were like, once I always tell the story that the paintball started on the East Coast and it went to the mid, sort of came up through Ontario, went to the Midwest, then from the Midwest it jumped to California. And that's sort of when all the innovations start. But once... We, we'd, we'd been playing for quite some time and we were using the, the little plastic Mark 1 Uzis. There was a few Nell spots. Um, and my, my, one of my friends owned a sub shop and he shows up one day at the, at the field and he's got this thermo, this uh, tent, tent, one of the 12, 10 ounce CO2s with the thermal valve. And he's got this constant air system that he had ordered in from California from Gramps and Grizzly. He called up mm-hmm. Gramps and Grizzly. And this is before, I think this predates any paintball magazine. So how we found out about it back back then is, is you know, sort of revolutionary. The fact that you didn't have the internet, you couldn't Google anything. You had to find, find these guys' phone numbers and call them and send them a money order and get things shipped. It's just crazy how thing actually anything even got done back then. 
Yeah, Consonair. I remember the fights over whether Consonair should be allowed, and it was very early when I when I first came into paintball, and people were still using twelve grams, and Consonair was taking over, and there was discussions about it, and then there were things like the six pack from Egg and Designs, and these are the kind of stories that you could actually do a, a whole other movie on, um, because those and like the fight over semi-automatic against pump guns and then electronic guns, there was a lot of different things that have happened on the technological side that were just pretty fascinating at the time. Yeah. Well, you look at the difference between mag-fed guys, how specific they want to be with with how they play. I, I, I get it. 12 gram to constant air would have been a huge Constant-Air. game changer. Constant air was it was going to kill the game. It was horrific. It was awful. And then the same thing happened with high pressure air. And I remember high pressure air coming out, and everyone's like, "You're going to die. It's going to blow up. Everyone's going to be dead. Yeah. The game's going to be finished. It's it's the worst thing that could possibly happen." And then people started using it. They were like, "Oh, this is good. This is this stuff's really good. You want you want some of this?" And yeah. it was like, then you'd use it. Like, how did I ever? And it was so expensive. But you're like, how could I not want but, that? It was just and it's funny how Tom K washed his hands of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How Tom was like. This yeah. is a great yeah, idea, we'll but I don't have the patience for for dealing with the politics of time, it. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, yeah. And he made, and, and by doing that, he very generously created a whole other company for another group of people. And then Dan and, and Howard and Howard is um, Howard Colby is actually Dan's father. And Howard, when I first started, would come over and bring Air America stuff over to Europe, and was kind of like a, a mentor to me. Um, and always had I was a, I was a young kid. I was sixteen, seventeen years old, um, and then when I was starting at university, so I would have been about 19 years old when I first really talked to him about paintball and I was making force feed hoppers and Howard's like, well, if you're going to do things, this is the way to do things. And these are, and he taught me some life lessons and I still look back on those things. And I'm very grateful Hmm. for Howard, Dan's father, just for taking a a young teenager well, seriously and actually talking to me about things. It was, it was pretty significant in my uh, early days. It's funny you miss like I, I just bringing up that point. It's like, oh yeah, there's another good part of the movie. I mean, there's so many interesting little nuggets and tidbits, mm-hmm. or yeah. bits and bobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Dan, one of those Dan, ones. Dan's a great person to, to hang out and talk to. You're gonna have to watch multiple times in order yeah. to catch everything that's in. Yeah, it won't yeah. be a buy it once and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be something that'll play in the background. I'm gonna watch it again. And then it'll be something that just kind of plays in the background when you're doing some work just to kind of keep hearing, you know, there's parts that, you know, you know, some, some of the, some of the early stuff with how people were on Donahue getting pissy about paintball, that was okay. But you know what I mean? I'd probably breeze over listening to them again and kind of watch some of the other parts of it. I, I found that how vehemently they were against it. Amazing. Right. And then uh, we talked to John. I don't know if it was on our program or afterwards about whether he reached out to those psychologists. Yeah, I saw afterwards. that. He said he okay. did. He yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, yeah, I, you know what, how thoroughly embarrassed they must be with pulling yeah. theory out. In, in and, a week, but week he also made it that. sound like it was a bunch of guys that that's what their 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 actor roles were. They were typecast and that's what they were. So like Donahue's and Newslines and all these places would hire these guys because they were always the objectables. You right. Know? But... Uh, but it's amazing to look at those interviews and those things now. And then people like myself and so many other people where paintball has been such a positive influence on our lives and have been, it's been so instrumental in, in creating 
most amazing things yeah. and how fantastic paintball has been for yeah. so many people. That's and there so were great. there were a couple of people just so negative and so anti it. And when you know what's happened and you look back and go, this is fantastic. This has saved people's lives. This has been a positive. This is good for this and this and this. Just to see how wrong they were. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So all the important people in my life, uh, many of them are actually in this chat right now, right? Uh, but they're clearly all paintball related. So all my school friends and um, occupation, uh, it's, you know what, I look most fondly and closely to the people that I've uh, been shoulder to shoulder with uh, in, the, in the mud, uh, yep. in the, uh, the adverse uh, situations. Uh, and these are the people who I call uh, my friends and the closest people in my life. Yep. Um, and so I would love to be able to sit and chat with some of these psychologists who were so dead set against this and are trying to legislate this uh, so that it could continue and say, you know what, um, what is your position now? I guarantee that you must have children or grandchildren who are playing this game uh, and loving it. Paintball is amazing for how it brings together so many different people from so many different walks of life and makes us all equal. And it doesn't matter whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're athletic, whether you're not, whether you're male, you're female, nothing matters. You're equal once you step onto that field. And for that fact, it is absolutely phenomenal and so different to almost every other sport. And I'm so grateful. I mean, it brought me halfway across the world. I met my wife from paintball. I've made my life based upon it and had so many positive experiences. And there are people around the world that even if paintball was stopped, would still be some of my best friends and the most important people in the world to me um and it's funny because one of the there's a picture again in the movie of, of me with two of those people bill and dawn mills and i met them um online through warpig i knew them for probably a year and a bit before i ever met them in person first time i ever met them in person i was flying out to see tom k about some of my inventions and i saw bill and dawn mills because they were at his house and i was more excited to see bill and dawn than i was to do the business with tom the, the business came later <laughs> and bill and dawn have become literally some of the most important people in my life and people that are genuinely just amazing people. Yeah. There's also some, uh, some interesting people in this sport. <laughs> well, any scenario you go to, <laughs> that one's a little bit strange. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. There's some people who want to cover your drinks when you're uh, in, the, in the tent, right? <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> Do you oh, need Gavin. me? Do you need me Gavin? Um, all right. Well, why don't we start winding this down? We're we're ten minutes past, but uh, this is uh, you know it, this has been a good discussion of, of this documentary, and we're not really doing it justice because I'm still thinking of things we haven't talked about yet. But I, I think if you guys go, that's nice, Josh. <laughs> if you can, uh, if you can go down and get yourself a copy of this, download it, and and watch it, I think you'll be uh, certainly smarter for it. So definitely. Yeah. Any closing thoughts from you guys? I think if you're interested in paintball, you have to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. And then don't forget about the Patreon as well. If you like the mm. movie, uh, check it out because there's going to be more content being released. I think all there's the going to be some fantastic stuff come out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we go, uh, we didn't want to interrupt and, and, and talk about our fabulous sponsors, guys, but look at the bottom of your screen. Uh, those guys, if it wasn't for them, we would not be here. And uh, we talked earlier in the show about how awesome the the industry has been stepping up to help the sport of paintball and 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 the fuel owners again if it wasn't for these sponsors guys we wouldn't be here so thank you to 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 all of them below um and thank you to simon for being on the show always my pleasure and uh i that that was the quickest response and i appreciate that that was awesome normally it's (laughs) tooth and nail to get simon on the show but uh yeah no one has an excuse they can't say they that they have to be anywhere out 
after they went out for dinner or anything. <laughs> oh, well. well, thanks, Joe, for being on the show tonight. Thanks, Todd, for having me. Thanks, guys. It's nice to see you again this weekend. Well, I guess we'll see you on uh, Saturday evening again, if not before. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Garvin Sharma. Uh, still great to be here, and I'm grateful for uh, Simon to join us this evening, or else I would have uh, probably killed myself a long time ago. Uh, but make sure you hit like That's and nice. share, yeah, uh, because it, you know it's a great program. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit about the complete history of paintball, and as everybody said, if you haven't done so, do so immediately after this. Download, purchase, rent, buy, whatever you need to do uh, to get this streaming into your eyeballs, because it's an important part of our history and make sure that you learn all about it. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to forget Matt. Matt, here's your chance. <laughs> yes, thank you. And a big <laughs> thanks to Simon for coming in and expressing your views. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. For everyone who got that stimulus money, um, it's only $12 to own it. So please consider buying it or at least renting the movie. Oh, Twelve ninety nine to buy it. There you American, go. American, how much is that Canadian? Uh, it's like $14. 14, like 14 bucks. Yeah. Well, we'll get our Canadian stimulus bucks, our toonies yeah. and our loonies. True um, change, baby. So before we say goodnight to uh, to Steve, guys, uh, or Simon, rather, I'm reading your last name here. Spend um, your stimulus money, InceptionDesigns.com. That's right. And don't forget, this Saturday night, we have one of the dreamiest fellows in paintball on the show. We have Josh Silverman. So oh, make awesome. sure you guys uh, tune in for that. We haven't had a chance to have him on the show, but, uh, so that'll be great to have him. And then on Monday, uh, one week from today, a special guest, someone that we've always wanted to have, uh, a, a golden unicorn, if you will, uh, for us at Behind the Bunker, but we'll get them on Monday night. So, yeah. So thank you, Simon, for again for being on the show. Um, yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll be seeing you in the in the future, and hopefully we'll have more content from Paintball Media, and we'll be able to uh, chat about it some more. Some of these documentaries, or some of the cutting room floor stuff, I think is going to be pretty awesome. I look forward to that. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for being on the program. Thanks for uh, and, thanks uh, for watching. I was here too. No, I didn't seriously skip over Josh. You purposely waited there with bated breath to call me out, didn't you? Yes, I did. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Josh. Yes, thank you. And it's always nice seeing something. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, don't go anywhere. I'll just close off the show. And uh, everyone else, we'll uh, see you next week.